The following is a paid program sponsored by Crawford Management Group and Smart Time Consultants. Please be advised that the voices and opinions you may hear do not necessarily represent the views of KUNV Las Vegas, the University of Nevada Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. And I'm Rhonda Nolan. Welcome to the Let's Talk with Leah and Rhonda show. We're here for you and we're ready to go. Let's do it. Good morning, Las Vegas. How you doing today? Hey. Oh, hey. Good morning, Rhonda. Good morning, Leah. It's a beautiful Saturday morning. Oh, my God. I'm so happy to be here. I am too. Did you get your exercise in this morning? Of course not, because, <laughs> because, only because, I'm about to do a must, a much needed R&R. So I'm going to do my R&R and I will get in all the exercise that I've missed in the past six months. Okay, fantastic. That's what I'm going to do. I'll take I promise you. I'm going to walk and I'm going to laugh and I'm going to joke and I'm going to drink. And That's I'm going to walk fan. and I'm going to laugh and I'm going to joke and I'm going to drink. I promise I won't jump off a cliff this time though. Okay, please don't do that. Because remember last time... <laughs> The last time, ladies and gentlemen, she was not in good health when she came back. She felt like she broke her tailbone and she could barely walk. Oh, and it was funny, though. It was, we had a ball, though. <laughs> we had a ball. I must say, I en- always enjoy, I always enjoy myself. Yes, I yes. always enjoy myself. Well, today, we are going to talk about something different because we always talk about, you know, business, professional development and stuff like that. And we said that this election season, though, we were going to talk about the importance of being an entrepreneur and voting. That's right. And voting. Why should we vote? Why is it important for entrepreneurs, especially, to know who their elected officials are, the laws that impact and affect their businesses, whether they're federal, whether they're state, and who are the lawmakers? That's right. Who are the lawmakers? Us small business owners should be very happy that those lawmakers were really on our side during COVID. Right. Again, again, <laughs> having the right people in place that can make hard decisions because this is the, you know, COVID was really the first time your mom and pop. Because we talk about small businesses mm-hmm. and then there's the category of the mom and pop. So that's the, you know, I'm in business for myself. Micro small business. Micro small businesses, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, and they got help. They were able to get PPP if they did payroll. They were able to get EIDL if they had the financial statement showing or the tax return showing that they were in business. Mm-hmm. But it also helped people to get their documents in order. That's right. You know, get their paperwork in order. <laughs> That's right. And to make sure that they are doing the things necessary to be in business. Are you working on your business, being a business owner? But we want to bring somebody, talk to um, talk to someone today. He has an event coming up. He's excited, Rhonda. I'm going to let you do the introduction. Well, we have the wonderful community leader, Mr. Jerry Smith, with us today. Hi, Mr. Smith. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Did I say good morning? And good morning. Fantastic. So, yeah, don't break any parts of your body. You (laughs) want to know what this time, I I don't know where I'm going, if there are any cliffs, but in Jamaica, you know, know, when you go to Jamaica, there's Rick's Cafe, Mm -hmm. and you know, they got the cliff jumping, and they had 5 feet, 10 feet, 25, but they wouldn't let me do 50, but they let me do 25. You did 25. I did 25. I'm good for 3 feet. (laughs) (laughs) 3 feet, hit the ground. My son was was cool for 10. He was cool for 10, and he looked at him, he's like, man, you crazy. (laughs) And my cousins, they were sitting there, they were like, yeah, no. Is that head first, feet first, no, so you have to go feet. Belly well, flap or <laughs> well, see what I did because um, they tell you how to jump in, and you're supposed to jump in with your feet first. 
um, because of the, toes the gravity. Toes down or what? Well, you should have your toes. See, that's what you got experience, <laughs> right? But that's why they tell you to practice off the five and ten so that you can practice. And see what I realized I got a part of my body That comes out further in the back uh-huh. Then it You know And I, I should have Did my jump a little bit different So I could have went in But afterwards Nice description It's a nice description right But It was um, It was actually A lot Of fun And um, My family I, I know we're going to talk about it When we get Because it's, it's a family trip That we're going on So I, I am right. excited right. I'm sure we're going to They're going to figure out something They haven't laid out For me the itinerary yet But I know my cousins And they they are adventurous. Fun. It's always well, it's always fun. No matter what we do, it's mm-hmm. gonna be fun. And everybody can swim, so that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. But yeah, so we're here today to talk to Mr. Smith uh, about voter registration, education, and just voting in general. Voting while black. That's going to be the topic of an upcoming event. Now, voting while black. But yeah. <laughs> you know, what does that conjure up? Everybody that I talk to have a they have different responses. Really? Like what that means? Yeah, voting while black. Oh, what are their thoughts on it? <laughs> well, as I say, it's all over the place. Uh, and I think it's primarily based on where they are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If they're a professional, if they're a business owner, if they're ex-felon, if they're a stay-at-home mom. You know, we are a blow, um, voting block, but not a monolith. So within that block, we have all different types of people that are voting for different motivations or reasons. I'm retired law enforcement, 20, 20 years at uh, Metro Police and eight years in military. And business owner as well and a whole lot of the stuff that I'm doing but my motivation for voting is is all over the place not, not, well, not mine all over the place but as a community or a block of voters we're all over the place with that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about the uh, history of voting yeah <laughs> okay so I go all the way back to the, the initial voting 1776 and that's when the uh, constitution mean the uh, uh, war of independence so 1776 all the way up to 1789, then that's when the uh, the United States became, the Constitution was ratified in 1789. So prior to that, it was just a, a federation of states. Once the Constitution was to make us a United States of America, then the uh, there was a caption in the, uh, the research I was doing saying, the ones who own the country ought to govern it. So that means that white men, landowners, were the ones who were able to vote, about 6% of the population. Wow. Yeah, and that didn't change until 1821, uh, 1820, when a 21-year-old white men were then able to start voting. Mm. And they didn't have to be property owners. That was mm-hmm. the, the, the difference in that. So when did black people get the right to vote? <laughs> so that goes up to 1868, 69, and uh, that's uh, the 15th Amendment, to say that now, if you are formally enslaved, now they are able to vote. So for 40 years, the white go. men were the you only the quick, people <laughs> that could vote. That's that's interesting. Actually, now longer than that, but I'm, I'm, I'm 40, 40 plus. 40 plus. 40 plus. For yeah. a long time. That's right. You're for the long numbers time. person. So. I'm, sitting, I'm, sitting, you know, I'm sitting here writing down the date. I'm writing down, writing down the date. Yeah, it was, but, it's, but, the, but the interesting dialogue is, first, it's white men. And 6% of the population made a decision. Yeah. Yeah. For the pe- 6% of the population made a decision. For, and that's if they all voted, right? right? But 6% were eligible right. to vote there you go. for the people that were in office. To, to, govern, to govern the country. To govern the country, right. So, so 6%, so, so if, we look, if we take it in perspective, right? Yeah. yeah. So we got 1,000 people. Mm-hmm. So of this 1,000 people, 6% 
is 60. Mm-hmm. So of those 60 people that are eligible because they're property owners, mm-hmm. but if all 60 don't go out to vote, if one person goes out to vote, then that one person that voted made a decision for the thousand people. That's right. Because of how you broke the numbers down. Because being eligible to vote Doesn't mean and vote. voting yeah. are two, two different, different things. things. Oh, yeah. no two doubt. different things, right? Yeah. Um, now, look, look at uh, what I try to do is, is look at it from a lot of different angles and to say that had I been at the table hmm. and I'm a landowner and I'm looking to say that, well, should someone who doesn't have any skin in the game as in property owning should vote or have the same power as I do in governing the country and governing the country, telling me how to spend my money, how to pay my taxes, how to but what to grow. But we also got to think of what was going on during that time. Because yes. at the time you got the fight with England. Yeah. And England is governing you. Taxation without tax- representation. Taxation without representation, mm-hmm. right? That broke it off, yeah. Uh-huh, broke it off. And... Mm-hmm. Just what was going on during that period to understand the climate, the reason, the season, and everything else. But the fact that you had to be a white male landowner first to vote. Then we Mm -hmm. expanded to say you had to be white and 21 because we're going to get the boys because the boys don't own nothing. Right, right, right. But I need my son to vote for what I think he should vote for. Doesn't mean that they voted, just means that they're eligible. Then we expanded to say, okay, so black men can now vote because when black men were eligible to vote, Mm -hmm. a bunch of black folks got in office. Yeah, yeah. So you had a period. Reconstruction. During the Reconstruction era. Mm -hmm. era. Era, uh So children, you know, read about the Reconstruction era. There's a lot of information in there. Learning about the history of this land. They used to teach us that. Did They did. They used to. I I felt like I learned that like in junior high, high school. I I felt like I knew about that since that time. Since that time, right? So the Reconstruction era, you have that. But then you still got a problem. Okay. Because women ain't voting. Women, I'm sorry, yeah, I said no, that. Yeah. Women are not, to say, a politically correct professional. Women are not <laughs> voting. They are not. Time. No color. No color. <laughs> Nobody. No color. <laughs> no, that, that came in uh, 1920. How many years later? Who's doing the math? I'm <laughs> so just, I'm, from, I'm from, just, I'm from just 1870 looking, to I mean, 1920. So, so the, we're talking, so we're actually, we're like talking about. the Reconstruction era. 1870 to 1877. Reconstruction era. So as, as So I'm telling him who he gonna vote for, baby. No, you need to go, go, go vote for this person. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Or do you want to do something that's going to induce or entice him to vote the way that you're thinking he should vote? But the other thing, I guess I look at it is um, it becomes interesting because if, and I know back then they had a, a bunch of children, but what if you were that man that had a bunch of daughters? Then how does your wealth transfer on? I mean, and it was, it's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because I know men that have a bunch of girls. Don't, I don't have, have a daughter. Boys. I have one child, a daughter, a daughter. and a granddaughter. Right. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Nonetheless, Go ahead. <laughs> so 1870 to 1877, Reconstruction era. Mm-hmm. And there's a saying, formerly, the great constitution reads is that formerly enslaved, because the United States has a history of enslaving white men, Indians, Chinese, and black. So there's constitution saying But then you got to know how to read the ballot. <laughs> well, that too. That So what happened is that in 1877, uh, Hayes, and there's another uh, guy who liked neck and neck on becoming presidents. And uh, the South said that we'll let Ruther B. Hayes become president if you remove the troops, the Union troops from the South. So that uh, was the birth of the Jim Crow laws and voter, voter suppression, in essence, for, for the black community, 1877. Georgia uh, passed one of the first laws of saying that you know literacy and ta- the poll tax and grandfather clause, that if your grandfather didn't vote, then you can't vote. No, mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you're black now and, and a male and landowner, you still can't vote. So I was looking at the Because your grandfather couldn't vote. Because, you're, yeah, you were a slave. Your grandfather was a slave and, and you couldn't vote. So again, that's when voting while black, the suppression uh, laws came into being. Mm. 
mm-hmm. and that that didn't change until uh, 1964, I believe, when Nixon uh, took away the poll tax, and then a lot of the literacy, a lot of those things were were addressed. Put it that way. A hundred years. Uh, yeah, roughly, pile yeah, of yeah. tricks. A hundred years. Well, it's a hundred years. But Think look, look. It. This is how I viewed it as I was doing my research to say the initial constitution ratified didn't have anything about voting and a lot of African Americans say that well we weren't even considered a full person at that time mm-hmm. and the way that I, I looked at it again from my research is saying that, it, that the context represent, representatives in the north and south the north would have always had an advantage had the they not considered south would have always had the advantage because no, the south had way more slaves I, I know but what, I, what I'm suggesting is that, that three-fifths Mm-hmm. In order to to uh, to make it even somewhat, the compromise was that you will not count your slave as a whole person to have a representative. Right, because the South would have always had the then the numbers would have been advanced. So the compromise was then three fifths. Right, so the compromise was the three fifths because yeah. the South had majority of the slaves. Right, the North didn't. So in order, and again, being at the table. Right, right, Because right, what is the right. compromise? Yeah, yeah, and. Yeah. The um the South had majority of the slaves, so we're saying that you can't count all of them because if you count all of them, because I want to say oh that that's then now we got the advantage. But the, the South would well no no I think that's how they even the advantage because right, right, right. they they evened it because we're you also had your great migration to the North a whole a whole bunch of other things going on right mm-hmm. but the population was down South mm-hmm. not up North right for blacks yeah yeah well um, people we're talking about people okay because okay. if you look at the the census or back in back then right that's why they went to the three-fifths because you got these large plantations with all these people oh on yeah them. right you got two you got <clears throat> all these people here we don't want you to count that because then it would be slated so then this, this these are counted as three-fifths but then my question has always been if the slaves were counted as three-fifths what about those free blacks that were um up north that had always been free yeah. Were they counted as individuals or were they three-fifths also? So here was a surprising thing that I discovered. In the in 1780 in uh, Boston, there was a free black man as well as uh, Native Americans. They petitioned Boston to allow them to vote. Mm-hmm. Taxation without representation. Boston said no. So in 1784, the entire state of Massachusetts allowed free blacks and the Native Americans to vote. So when the Constitution was being ratified in 1787-88, free black men voted to ratify the law of the land. I'm saying it's powerful to me that free black men voted to ratify the law of the land. Yeah, silence. <laughs> like, well, no, it's not, it's not silence. Well, I'm but saying, it's, so, but it's for like me, you, I, let that sink you, in. No, you got to. It's powerful to me. And it has to sink in because we have sometimes this false narrative that everybody was a slave. So oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Everybody I wasn't know. a slave. It's a, so when you... Even though that is part of the story, right. that is not the whole story. No, no. And when we talk about voting, actually the results are still the same because only six, only twenty percent of the people are making a difference or now. making a decision now. Now, now, now that we 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 have the laws in place, you are eligible to vote. Right. When I hear things like down to eighteen years old, down to eighteen years old, and actually now when you go get your driver's license, they automatically register you to vote. Yeah. In Nevada. Um, in Nevada. In Nevada. In Nevada. <laughs> and for you people in other places that don't drive because you're in cities where you don't have to drive. No government ID. <laughs> and you don't and you don't have driver's license or state ID. People like us are there to find you wherever you are. Because we want you to register to vote because yeah. voting is powerful because these people make decisions on that your behalf. Impact on, on your behalf. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. On no doubt. Behalf. No doubt. So in in 1920, women's suffrage, 19th Amendment. So now women are able to vote, and as you indicated, they did very little for African black women. For black women, they did very little. Black women or white women? Like white mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. White thought. women were. Mm-hmm. And then in, in uh, 1924, the Native Americans were given citizenship. So now 1924, the Native Americans Indians owned slaves, and they were required to allow their former slaves to become members of the tribe. And because now they're a member of the tribes, you have black men that are able to vote through the. Uh, now I want you to think how crazy this. Thing. Now I'm, I'm, I'm just. Ah, go I'm on, going. Go I'm, on. Going, I'm going. I'm going to take this from another angle. Yeah. The Indians are native to this land. Right. Native. Yeah. And they can't vote. I just want to tell you how how crazy this. Because they own plantation. Reservations. But doesn't yeah. matter. Though. I know what I got. You. There I got are you. decisions that are being made. There are roads being built. There are um, a railroad coming. There's a railroad that's coming in. You are making decisions on land. You're cutting down trees where my reservation might not have been that long. But you, I can't. I'm not participating in the people that are native to this land had to wait until 1924 to participate in the things that are going to happen. On this land, but this is the land that I'm native to. <laughs> I've been here. Oh yeah. Okay, got it. Okay, I, I just want to make sure I understood. Okay. So w- when I was looking at that same thing mm-hmm. and say that uh, the 13 colonies when Talk they first crazy. start, no, yeah, ain't crazy. So mm-hmm. they, they first they as in the people coming from Europe colonized England, colonized the 13 colonies, and they were pushing the Indians into reservations or further. But west. you on my land? No, you ain't. And we, they, so they're I'm just, aggressive. I'm just, I'm just, they took it. So they, it ain't yours no more. Uh, I mean, I that, and that's and that's I I mm. look, look at the crazy part of, of land ownership. It. That's why they were saying that we who own the land of this country ought to govern it. Land ownership. The Indians did not have titles to the land that they were pitching their tents. They they were not structured that way. They were that not came, structured that way. It, that's what I'm suggesting. They saying. were not structured that way. They, well, no, I'm just looking at the truth. That's all. I'm just presenting what the truth. I know. I, I didn't make but, it up. <laughs> so a person told me once, "You're not truly American unless you own some property." And I never knew why they meant Girl. that. Girl, but now I understand yes, why they ownership. meant that. Because Pro- in England, it was the same way. Is that only certain people could own property? You know, you got the inheritance. You can pass it on to your your uh, heirs and all that. And those same original laws came here. So when I look at the uh, the, the so the rule of law, if you think about the rule of law, the rule of law is English law, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. when you think oh, yeah. about it, it's English law, right? Hmm. Now as we let, let that sink, <laughs> <laughs> let that sink. <laughs> well, and then in 1944, 1943, rather, the uh, Chinese they're and all in, the barriers to owning the house. I mean, aside from all the barriers to buying the house, to own the property well, where like, you might not own the land. Huh. Interesting. And, well, we're going to go ahead. Let that well, sink. <laughs> so, again, 1943, the, uh, the Chinese were able to, to vote in 1943. Prior to that, they weren't able to vote. And then 1965, we have the Voting Rights uh, Act uh, coming into law in 1965. So, as I look at saying voting while black and starting back in with the 15th Amendment. So, the 14th Amendment says that if you are born on these soils and or naturalized, then you are endowed in illegal rights. When we talked about the part of saying African Americans were not, were only considered three fifths of a person. So that was in, in uh, 1789, three fifths of a person. And I say that, okay, that was remedied with the 14th Amendment in 1868. And rarely do I have a conversation with African Americans who are saying that, okay, so unalienable rights. I have this concept that I'm working on American patriotism, a black choice. Claim your citizenship, cast your vote. You claim your citizenship, then now you demand. You don't ask, request, 
protest on you demand because you have these unalienable rights through the 14th Amendment. And we, seems that we are a lot of us or too many of us, are still looking at and stuck in the narrative of you were three-fifths of a person. That was remedied. That's the the. Right now you can vote. And you get a whole vote. You can and you still not. You still not. As, still, as, but, but you can. As big as the numbers should be. As I, I would as big at. as the numbers should be. Okay, mm-hmm. my name is Leah Crawford. My name is Rhonda Nolan, and you've been listening to Let's Talk with Leah and Rhonda. And today we have a very special guest, Mr. Jerry Smith. So when I was uh, <laughs> when I was doing my, my show here at Professional Next Door, I started doing Jerry R. Period Smith. And oh. that came when I was doing Toastmaster, as uh, Lee and I were talking. And uh, the, they wanted us to introduce ourselves. And I said, I don't know why, I just said, I was nervous. Jerry R. Period Smith. And so when I started doing the talk show here, I started using the J.R. Perry Smith. And whenever someone addressed me as that, I knew they'd heard my show. I like <laughs> but it. Anyway, but anyway. So then you had a comment? or But no, or, I guess my comment, I, well, let's talk about the event because you are throwing a, an event, Voting While Black, and mm-hmm. you have some amazing people on the panel. Your moderator is no other than Miss Tanya Flanagan. Oh, yeah. And yeah, Tanya, Tanya is, has been very, she's been very influential in, in, in this community and has done a lot of things. You also. We also have Commissioner William McCurdy II. We have Senator Dina Neal. We have Chief of Staff at CSN, Dr. Lawrence Weekly. Yes, Commissioner. We have NAACP President Roxanne McCoy. And we have community activist Robert Strouder. So that is the lineup. And we have some other people that will be making some guest appearances. But, you know, we will, you need to, you know, check us out to figure so out where is are. So where is the event? It's going to be on June the 2nd at the Pearson Center at 6 p.m. It can't be June anything. Oh, June's gone. August, <laughs> August the 2nd. Excuse August, me. yeah, Tuesday. It's, excuse me. It's going to be on August the 2nd okay. at the Pearson Center at 6 p.m. Pearson Center, Pearson Center, 1625 West Cary Avenue, Cary, North yeah. Las Vegas, Nevada. I know that. I, that. You know, when you <laughs> when you know the community, you know the community. Yep. So yep. Pearson Center has, has been a good center and mm-hmm. has done a lot of amazing things. Um, and this 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 dialogue will be a good dialogue because the importance of voting, just the importance of casting the ballot, knowing even what 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 offices are um are running you know there are a lot of judges mm-hmm. lots of judges lots of judges on this ballot and you might not know them but it because i mean you have a computer in your hand now right see, and yeah. instead of on tiktok just google their names see i mean just google, i mean google, Take google a few seconds. so no matter Googleable. so yeah. as a business owner no matter where your business is because your business may not be in the same community community you live in you get you need to get to know who your people are who are your assemblymen? Who is your senator? Because when you have different problems, you have to know who to go to to fix it because everybody doesn't work on every problem. Mm-hmm. You know, who is your commissioner? Are you in incorporated Clark? Are you in unincorporated Clark County? Are you in Henderson? Are you in Las Vegas? Are you in the city of North Las Vegas? Yeah. Where, what jurisdiction are you living in? Who and governs it, and it depends your on what you're doing as in your license requirements. Your license requirements. Mm-hmm. I mean, with license requirements, you know, normally that there's a board, but then oh, who's yeah. on your state board? Who's on a committee on the state board? Who's over the licensing? I mean, how do all of these things flow and flow together? What, you know, the decisions that are made, and you'll be shocked. I mean, just just good to know the information and to know who's in office. And can you have a conversation with them? Right. Are they available? Right. And one of the things I, I, when I'm doing my research, there was a guy on YouTube, African-American. He was saying that oftentimes we will vote for the uh, candidate that will address our hot button issue mm-hmm. and we will miss out on another candidate he might be 
better for the entire community at large, as opposed to only or primarily speaking the buzzwords or phrase that address us. And I'm thinking that, okay, that's if you do schools and you know the school boards and the lights and garbage and all that that affects your community a uh, homeowner association or not but some because someone had indicated they're looking out for your injustice as an uh, an ex-con or something along those lines then the one that was for the greater good for the entire community i'm of the ilk of saying i'd rather go for the greater good and i can work on my stuff behind the scenes or with lawyers or with, uh, you know, UCL, ACLU or whatever. But I'm looking for the greater good for the community. For my my children, they're going to school. They need to have traffic light or, or a crosswalk or I something I along think, those lines. I think that my thing, I don't care. I, I need you to vote. Right. Just go out and vote. True. And gotcha. if you are voting for just, and, and, and I know some people have hot buttons that mm-hmm. affect everything. And as far as um, what those hot buttons are, no right. judgment. Just vote. I just want you to vote. Okay. I want you to okay. go and I want you to just But I want you to know who you're voting for. <laughs> Educated. I, 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 I want smart. you to 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 go on Google, you know, put in your address, figure out who all your people are because there are a lot of judges that are running in different areas, but you need to know what court are they running in? Is right. it family court? Is it civil court? Where are they? What do they do? What are their backgrounds? Um, I consider myself to be all right, educated, and I couldn't tell you when it comes to a judge and looking at the ballot, and I look, I'm like, circuit court, district A, duh, 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 what? Okay, who can I call? Because I know somebody knows right. better than me, mm-hmm. right, you know, right, because they right, vetted right. it, and that's when trust comes into play. Like, I trust that... I'm sure like with union workers, they vet their candidates with yeah, different yeah. groups. They do. And they vet so I can see, okay, so they vetted this person and I'm putting my trust there because there is some trust because you won't know everything. Certain things like governor, I think it's only two people. You can look that up. So is is there something like that in the black community of saying that I am uh, like a, uh, in charge of looking at the court, circuit court judges? I don't know if there's somebody. And then saying I deliver that message to I don't know that there is somebody. I know that different. There are different groups that might say they endorse candidates, right? Um, and it's different groups, and you'll right. have to find. I don't know the names of the groups. So I don't want to mention any. So of them. I, I can say the one I was volunteering with. No. Okay, there no. was an organization the, I volunteered with, and we vetted. Yeah, the, the different, the different uh, unions in many different fields all have vetted because the candidates. And, and oh yeah, unions. Yeah, they do. Unions, they do. Because yeah. unions vet. Based off of who's going to push their agenda, they right. they vet based off of who is who who is union friendly because all candidates aren't union friendly. Right, right, right. true, so right. true. They vet based off of that, and I think that that's why I say you really can't say if I got one issue, I'm not that. Per- what is I want you to vote? I want you to practice voting. And again, I hear you. You want to be educated in your vote, um, but I know people when certain people were running for office, they just voted for that office. But you got out, you voted. Yeah, if you if you get a chance, I know small business owners are extremely busy because they're in their business running it. But if you ever get an opportunity to be invited to any of these community meetings to come meet these people, go meet them, go meet them, go meet them face to face. Know who you're voting for. I mean, I've had ballots in the past where I didn't know anybody on the damn ballot. Excuse me. Nobody on the ballot. <laughs> and I didn't know what to do. And we get right? again. But now, okay. years later, now I do my research on right. who's running for each office. So I'll know who they are. What school did they go to where do they currently work you know are they currently sitting in office doing the job or are they brand new and they're running for office you have to know all those things and i look at i look at who the unions endorse i say okay because the unions do a very thorough interview of each candidate and then after they do their interview then they determine who they're going to endorse so i I roll with the union people 
<laughs> well, you're from Detroit. Huh? I'm from Detroit. You're from Detroit. Uh, okay. UAW, you baby. UAW. UAW. I'm just saying, you from, I mean, you, you're, you're, you're from Detroit, so that, that kind of makes sense. And for me, it is actually understanding who, because some people par- vote party. Yeah. And they go down until you get to those nonpartisan races. And right. then it's like, okay, so who do you, what What do you do? How do you do it? But Jerry, I want to tell you, I want, let's talk about your event again. Let's give it out. It's on mm. August, August the 2nd. 2nd. On Tuesday. <laughs> on Tuesday. Yeah. 6 Tuesday. until 8.30. Today is Saturday. <laughs> Tuesday is in several days. <laughs> okay. Go. It's August Tuesday. the 2nd Tuesday at the Pearson Community Center. At, the, at what time? 6 o'clock. 6 p.m. 6 p.m. At 6 p.m. And if you know Pearson's parking lot, you want to probably get there about 5.30-ish. <laughs> Pretty much. So that you can get a parking space so you're not parking across the street or around the corner. There you go. Or okay. take an Uber. Have the Uber drop you off and then you can stroll into the Pearson Center and then when you're ready to go, you can call your Uber and stroll back out. And, and join in with any conversation. Yeah, we well, want you to a join discussion. in. Yeah, yes, there's going to be a question there. Are after. y'all going to do it live on Instagram or on um, Facebook? I'm, I'm okay. I invite people to do it. You want, you want to say, you know, <laughs> I'm live here now? Go ahead. Yeah, okay, I say it. it. Okay, I'm got okay it. with that. All right, you're okay with that. Yeah. So, all right, Rhonda, we said we were going to talk about voting because our platform is basically trying to help educate small business owners. That's right. On different things, and voting is very important. Extremely. Extremely important. Well, this um, concludes our show for this month. Yes. Already? Yes, yes. yes. Time we flies done? when you're having fun. <laughs> Time flies. Okay. My name is Rhonda Nolan. And I am Leah Crawford. And you've been listening to Let's Talk with Leah and Rhonda. We would like to thank our special guest today, Jerry, Mr. Our Jerry. Jerry Smith. Jerry, our period Smith. Thank you for joining us, Mr. Jerry, our period Smith. Our period. Our, yeah. our period yes. Smith. Thank That's you so much. We appreciate it. Until next month, Las Vegas, we'll see you. And don't forget to get your exercise in. Remember, start your day with exercise and you'll have a great day. There you go. Bye. Peace and blessings. See ya.